1: welcome to another edition of the ride home on 101.5 word fm and now here are
2: your hosts john hall and kathy emmons hey, good afternoon greetings thanks for coming along today for the monday edition this summer like day here in the city of pittsburgh Kath, uh, i'm sitting here scratching I mean, honestly my mosquito bites what the heck
3: it
4: looks like you just got back from Orlando, Florida, or Houston, Texas, or something. <laughs> do
2: they have mosquitoes? Uh, you know, are, do they
4: have mosquitoes in Orlando, Florida? Yeah, do they? Yes. In Houston, Texas, yes. They're like as big as my head.
2: Because it's former swampland. Right. guess, right, yeah. Wait, what? It might seem they're laughing like I'm a coconut for asking the question. Aren't there some places in this country where there are no mosquitoes? Maine. Maine. Nope, because it's too chilly.
4: I mean they they die like September 15th because it's so cold there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't know that for a fact. I was just yeah. when I was in Maine last summer no I mosquitoes. did not see any mosquitoes.
2: Oh, I got a heck of a mosquito. What do they use to uh, put on their uh what's the name of that stuff you put on your mosquito? Off. No, 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 no. Um it's a little green bottle.
4: What is the stuff you put on after you have a bite?
2: Yes. It's a little green bottle. I don't know. When I went looking for some yesterday and couldn't find it.
4: I don't put any you know. I don't you don't, don't put anything on it? I mean
2: – I used to put like Bactine this is on a, it. This is
4: a joke in my family, okay? Whatever it is, whatever your ailment is, I say <laughs> put Vaseline on
2: it. Vaseline? Listen,
4: I think it works for everything. Really? Listen, if you have a burn, it's good. Oh, sure. You got some dry skin, it's, fine. it's good. You have a cut, it's good. Really? Yeah. If you have any, bite? If you have any kind of skin irritation, it's good. You have hmm. something, you know, like your face is feeling tight or, you know, it's in the middle of winter and you don't know. You just put some, put some Vaseline, Vaseline on, on it. I, it. I, use salad- I use a
5: natural remedy. What What is that? <laughs> oatmeal.
2: What? You put oatmeal on your mosquito bites? Yeah, it works. Or honey. What? Come on. Listen, he,
4: listen he's All like sudden, Mr. Like, back to Nature. Yeah, Mr.
2: Homeopathic. Yeah. No, no, he's looking that up. Yeah. He's not. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he uses oatmeal. He uses <laughs> aloe and honey.
4: vera, baking soda. Basil. Aloe vera.
2: Aloe vera. Yeah, do you ever have an aloe vera plant?
4: Yeah, but that's, I'm telling you, you just use Vaseline. No, but there's a little green Vaseline's bottle. Vaseline's completely natural.
2: Wait, but someone's calling about the little green bottle. Onions? No, not onions. Oh, yeah. What is the little green bottle? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I can see it in my mind's eye, but I can't remember the name of it. Remember the little bottle of Mercurochrome? <laughs> oh, wasn't Mercurochrome? do you know what
4: Mercurochrome is? No. No, you don't. i heard
2: of it. Oh, Mercurochrome was like the punishment from the dark ages. What? I don't know, what's that? Even? I don't know.
4: It was it was this in this little g- brown glass bottle. Yeah. And whenever you had a cut or you had some wound, like if you wiped out on your bike, right? right your your, oh. your parents would just put me on your your wound right. and it would be like the most painful experience right. it's of like, your life.
2: I've hurt myself. Now they're gonna throw <laughs> hot acid on my on my <laughs> injury.
4: Like, what was that substance?
2: I remember that. that they pulling that, that little nasty. bottle out. It was red. Yes, right? it was
4: red. The stuff was red and had a little stick.
2: A little glass the, dropper. Oh, I hated right? that. Oh, the worst.
4: hated that stick in
2: there. Wait, Mike, please, because someone, Susan's calling and she's got the answer for the little green bottle. Well, like you
4: that. don't know that's what Hold she's it, calling uh, about. She could want to talk about Brett Kavanaugh. Please. She, oh, she no, wants no. to weigh in. Psst tell you what she thinks of the SNL skit. Oh,
2: poor Brett Kavanaugh. The debuted on He's Saturday. the mature Chrome of the moment. <laughs> I mean, that poor guy. You're Holy smokes. Grief. And, and I'm, I'll be fair here, okay? I mean, both ways. Holy, you know, just don't send me emails.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to launch into no, something. No, I no, thought, no, no. Well, is that a colon? And you're going to, you know. A colon. Okay. Uh, so yesterday, the Pirates finished their Camp season. Ofinique.
2: Camp That's what I thought of. It's, that's what it is. Campo Ophanique. It's the little green bottle. Sorry. I, I Mike, have... is that it? That's it. Hey, see that? Boom. I didn't even think. It just came back.
4: I don't even know what that is. Campo
2: Finique. Really, a little green bottle. You take a little uh, cotton ball and pop, pop, pop. You're good to go. What does it do? There it is. Campo Finique.
4: Oh, yeah. I've seen that.
2: I thought about it while Susan was calling. It was driving me crazy. What does it do? I don't know. It sort of acts like aloe vera in a way. uh, It takes away the sting.
6: Oatmeal's better.
4: I, oh. you know what? You should just put Vaseline on it. <laughs> I telling you, God. listen, just do that.
2: Anyway. Pirates
4: finished out their season yesterday.
2: I watched the last few innings. Mm-hmm.
4: I listened to the first three and the last three.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a it's sort of an annual ritual. It you, is. You, it's your annual ritual mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always kind of feel bad at the end of the I season. I
4: always it's sad. Right. Yeah. No baseball. It's always sad.
2: However, the Yankees are in the playoffs and Kutch gets to play.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So there are some, you know, uh, yesterday. Say goodbye to Jay Hay and Jordy Mercer, two of my favorite players. I'm
4: not acknowledging it's happening until oh, it happens. it's going happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, of course I don't it think is. it's going to happen. Jay Hay has gone no, in a heartbeat. So has Jordy. I think you should relax with your Debbie Downer attitude. <laughs> not
2: Debbie Downer. Yeah. I'm a realist here no. about baseball, especially as it concerns the Pirates and the trading of, of, of people that are valuable. Believe me. You watched the game yesterday. Yeah. It was a bunch of guys I got to be honest.
4: I was listening to the game. I I shared this with you. And either someone who was playing center field or left field made a great catch, Mm -hmm. but it was a name I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. And so so I thought, oh, okay. I just turned the game on. I thought, oh, the Pirates must be up. And then I listened and I was like, wait, Cincinnati's up. That was our player. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even recognize the name.
2: 80% of the players. It was sort of like watching a Venezuelan team come in on a bus. (laughs) And you're like, who are, who these, are guys? these people? They look great, and yeah. they won the game. So I that's feel all excited mattered.
4: about next season. Next season, we're going to have a great <laughs> pitching staff. We're going to have a great uh, pitching staff. It's gonna. I, I I really am looking
2: forward to. That's it. a cry of despair. I Wait till next year. Wait <laughs> till next year. Do you see, uh, uh, Gung?
4: I heard that he played yesterday. I saw him on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did not see it because I was only listening on the radio. But.
2: Yeah. Wait till next year. And that would also include the Steelers in this conversation.
4: The Steelers played <sighs> one quarter of very good football they last did, night yeah. mm-hmm. and three quarters of atrocious football.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you go to bed?
4: No, I stayed up for the whole thing. Did you? I only did. because I like to punish myself. No, no. I went to bed. It was kind of like Mercurichrome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the Pirates of the Campo Fénix. Exactly. You're saying, Wait next exactly. Year.
4: And all I kept thinking is, all I just need is vaseline. Why am I doing this? <laughs> really, I Seriously, the Steelers looked so like um, sleepy in the second half. Sleepy. Sleepy.
2: I mean, these guys are highly trained athletes. Well, they were too but tired
4: to be playing football. That was a bad, bad game. It wasn't even interesting to watch you know sometimes if your team's losing but there's still interesting things happening you're like oh they're well this is kind of grip yeah. There was nothing to me interesting nothing. about the second half. I started reading.
3: Oh, that's bad. <laughs> the end
4: of the third quarter, I pulled up my
2: book. No, I was I was scrolling, and I, I knew then I had to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Once you start to once scroll, you start to scroll, it's all <laughs> over. I fall into a you're rabbit hole. Done. I'll never go back.
4: Okay, so the Steelers are not looking good in the division since nope. they have tied with Cleveland and lost to Baltimore. So all we need to do is play poorly against Cincinnati, and we've got like Great. you know, you know it's a bad thing.
2: season when you're tied with the Browns for last awful. place. When's the last time awful. that's happened? Seriously. Because you know people are like you know jumping off bridges today because the Steelers are losing, but you can't you can't contend even contend every year. We're so spoiled here.
4: Oh, we're so spoiled. Are We've you had kidding it made me? Forever. Oh my gosh. Right. Absolutely. Right. Hey, but as the show unfolds, we're going to be talking about something really cool, and that is that Minios, some of your favorite pizzerias on Murray Avenue, and I say that because every time we talk about favorite pizzerias in it's Pittsburgh, Minios ranks in the top three. It's my number one. Celebrating sixty years. <laughs>
2: That is so cool. Great
4: article in the PG today about the history of many So we'll talk about that as the show unfolds. Also, we're going to talk about the Brett Kavanaugh Confirmation Circus coming up next with David French, senior writer at the National Review. He's coming up. I mean, really,
2: is this going to get weirder? (laughs) Of course it is. There's no doubt. This segment of The Right Home with John and Kathy is brought to you by Campo Finique. (laughs) For all your ills, the little green bottle solves everything.
4: Can we get Vaseline as a client? I just made that up. Or oatmeal?
2: No idea what that means. 101.5
7: WORD The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling word every Monday through Friday, right here
1: on Grace To You. Tomorrow morning at seven on 101.5 WORD.
4: Hey, there are tons of changes happening in healthcare today. And fortunately though, I know someone that's been on the forefront of health insurance for years. It's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. So whether you're thinking about Obamacare or Trump Care, or affordable care or COBRA, any of that, Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. And so they can help to determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you to choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? We'll call Marley Financial. Do you have preexisting conditions? Call Marley. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. And are you worried about the penalty? All of Marley's financial plans are penalty exempt. And because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year. So give Todd a call, Marley Financial, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or find them on the web, marleyfg.com.
8: In addition to counseling and spiritual direction services, the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers educational opportunities in psychology of religion, domestic violence, spiritual integration, art therapy, addiction, dialectical behavioral therapy, and trauma. Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute offers an interfaith-friendly environment to help heal and educate Continuing education credits are available. To learn more, click on events at pittsburghpastoralinstitute.org. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. pittsburghchristianschools.net
1: Looking for uncommon talent? meet the grads of life they're not the typical candidates you're used to but they're exactly who your company needs an ideal fit for entry-level positions internships and even mentorships go to gradsoflife.org to learn more brought to you by the ad council and gradsoflife.org
8: if you're not in the club you're missing out word fm discount shopping club members get up to half off great deals every day right from your computer or smartphone like today get triple the clean for half the price Locally owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value, discount price for shopping club members at just 50 bucks. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping.
9: You've committed yourself to pastoring and preaching from the Word of God. You've got to do that against the background of a collapsing culture. And then you've got to do it because of the nature of Scripture itself.
8: Word FM presents
9: Know the Truths, Philip DeCourcy, at the 2018 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. To preach the Bible as the handbook for life rather than as a revelation of Christ is to turn the Bible into an entirely different book.
8: A free event for pastors, October 3rd at Heinz Field. RSVP now at wordfm.com slash pal.
10: The FBI.
1: A QM production. Starring Ephraim Zimblis Jr. (laughs) Also starring Philip Abbott. Stephen Brooks. Lynn Loring, with guest stars Jeffrey Hunter, Estelle Winwood, and special guest star Dina Merrill. Tonight's episode, The Monster.
2: Okay. Well, remember that show? That was a long, long time ago. The FBI, Ephraim Ephraim Zimblis Jr., right? Uh, we need Ephraim Where is on the Ephraim? case. Yes. No. David French is with us. David is a senior staff writer at the National Review. He's also a fellow at the National Review Institute, a veteran of Iraqi freedom. David, welcome back, sir. How are you today?
11: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you.
4: Seriously, David, does this story get just weirder? I mean, uh, so uh, we had to live through Thursday when we heard both of the testimonies. And then, of course over and over and over, Democrats said, well, why why don't you want an FBI investigation? Why don't you want an FBI investigation? Why don't you? And so finally, when they agreed at the stroke of midnight, once they got the thing from the American Bar Association, okay, we're going to do an FBI investigation. Now the mantra is, well, I mean, it's not really about the sexual assault. Now it's just about the fact that he lied about all this other stuff in his yearbook.
11: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's where we are right now. So for a week, it's we have to determine whether these sexual assaults occurred, sexual assaults are disqualifying, which I totally agree. However, I, I thought the evidence that they occurred was very, very, very thin and, and growing more thin. I mean, by this point, we have multiple different accounts from uh, Christine Blasey Ford about the attack against her, multiple different accounts about who, uh, how many people were present. We still don't know where it was. We don't know when it was. We have different accounts about when it was. I mean, this is pretty amazing uh, that we're even seriously talking about this as a claim after the way that the the evidence just hasn't been there to support it. I mean, even the people she put forward is saying support her claim. They do not. Right. Um, And so, but it's very telling to me that we then switch from Brett Kavanaugh rapist or Brett Kavanaugh uh, sex abuser to Brett Kavanaugh perjurer. So rather than talk about the actual horrible claims made against him, we're now talking about whether he lied when he was describing inside jokes and slang in his high school yearbook.
2: Right. And my favorite is Brett Kavanaugh, angry man, unfit for the judiciary. Uh,
11: You know, so we have more than a dozen years of a record of his judicial temperament, hundreds and hundreds of cases. We've seen his judicial temperament. But we've also seen his temperament as a man, as a husband, and as a father when he's falsely accused of gang rape. You know what? Those are going to be two different temperaments. Definitely. They're two different temperaments. If you saw me arguing the case on behalf of a client, you would say, oh, look at, that's a, David, look at David's temperament in a courtroom. If you saw me arguing on my own behalf after being horrifically slandered to such an extent that you're trying to destroy my reputation and my family, you're going to see a
2: very different side of me. And Rachel Mitchell, who was the Arizona prosecutor tapped by the Republicans to question Brett Kavanaugh, has come out with a five-page memo that also says Boy, uh, no charges. I got
4: to be honest. Out, out of all the things I've read since Thursday night, and I think you know we all have read about you know 1.5 million things, uh, commentaries, tweets, et cetera, et cetera. The Rachel Mitchell thing to me was the most
11: interesting. It was fascinating and because what it did is it assembled all in one document all of the different contradictions and confusions around this case and 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 to to see it all there in black and white was pretty illuminating now a lot of people try to write it off as a partisan republican document but if she's saying facts like the therapist notes say one thing and christine blasey ford says another thing those are that's just that's just the fact that's what occurred or If she told her therapist late, um, uh, late teens, mid-80s, and now is saying uh, middle teens, or early 80s, those are conflicts that are just a fact. Right. And so to lay it all out there, I think, was very, very helpful.
2: And so now, David, uh, there was a lot of complaints by Democrats saying, well, the, the scope of the investigation is far too narrow. And now apparently around 2.30 or so this afternoon, President Trump has said, OK, uh, let's investigate whatever you want to investigate. It's wide open at this point.
11: Right. Well, you know, the, the scope of the investigation, how narrow or wide it was, was always based on rumors and, and anonymous sourcing. So you would have a story that says, two people familiar with the matter have said, and everyone goes nuts. Um, from the beginning, I thought, well, number one, an FBI investigation wasn't necessary because the Senate is actually fully empowered to do its own investigation, and this is its own responsibility. But number two... That, you know, I'm going to judge the FBI investigation when I see the results of the FBI investigation. Everyone's just bouncing around based on this or that latest Twitter rumor.
4: See, and that's what is putting me into a state of despair about this, David. I got to be honest. I I can't believe how easily people have decided who's telling the truth and who
2: isn't. The people know the truth.
4: Yeah, people yes. are absolutely certain that he's lying or she's lying. People are absolutely certain. And I just, I can't figure out whatever happened to data, whatever happened to evidence. I mean, I'm not certain either way. I'm just waiting to see if we can find some evidence.
11: Uh, yes. I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, we're in this mode, believe women, or some people are saying, well, believe you know, believe women, believe women. You should no more believe women than you believe men. Man, Just right. believe evidence. And a lot of people are subjecting their, they're substituting, instead of evidence, their own very subjective view of tone and demeanor. So we, we all have this really crazy idea that somehow we can sniff out who's lying and who's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really not good at that. We're really not good at that. And emotion isn't evidence. Emotion is powerful, and we will respond to it and resonate with it or not, depending on our, you know, a lot of different things. So emotions is very, very powerful. And so the emotion that Brett Kavanaugh showed, the emotion that Christine Blasey Ford all showed that all that's very powerful. It's not evidence, right? And and the thing that I keep going back to is if you're going to accuse a man of sexual assault, you need to show at least that it's at least that there's a burden of proof that there is. It's more likely than not that you're right. That's mm-hmm. That's all I ask. Right. Come and, forward with enough evidence.
4: And now, David, have you met Brett Kavanaugh?
11: I have not. I mean, I, we're, you know, he is a friend of friends, but I, I have not met him.
4: Okay. I have not met him either. Um, so I, and I don't know Dr. Ford. I don't know either one of these people. So I'm certainly not staking my reputation on either <laughs> one of them. No, of course I mean, not. all I can say is we have to look for the preponderance of evidence at this point. I don't feel like Dr. Ford has presented any that's really compelling to me, but at the same time, I'm just not comfortable weighing in and just throwing my support 100% behind anybody. That's right,
2: right. David French is with us from the National Review. So let's talk about that compelling testimony, because when you watched Dr. Ford last week, obviously a lot of people were like, holy smokes. I thought it
4: was compelling. It I didn't was, think it was crystal it, clear, but I did think it was compelling.
2: Very compelling. So David, I wonder about this. Um, what about witness training? I mean how does that work? Clearly, there was a, this was a presentational in some way, and dare I say a piece of theater? not to say that it was false i mean i don 't know if it was true or false, but Dr. Ford was trained and went through the paces like it was a piece of theater, so that as she appeared before the country, everybody had their minds made up pretty early on if she was telling the truth or not. So what about that? How is a witness sort of trained and talked through all the different points to appear credible? That is a thing, isn't it?
11: Of course. All, te- all direct testimony is theater. All of it. All of it in every case. I mean, if, unless your lawyer is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, look, Proverbs eighteen seventeen. uh, You know, he who presents first, in a lawsuit, he who presents first is deemed right until cross-examination. I mean, that's a paraphrase, but... This is, this is an ancient truth. You, When you present your case, if you have prepared and you've rehearsed it, which every sentient person does with any sense, you're going to be, you're going to make a good case. You're going to be pretty mm-hmm. darn convincing. Um, and often then, what happens is cross-examination pokes holes in, in your presentation. But in this case, there was never proper cross-examination. You'd have a series of Five minutes of questions followed by five minutes of Democratic senators, you know, um, uh, paying tribute to her valor and virtue. Right. The best lawyer in America can't get a decent cross-examination going. So she essentially got to present her case without a real cross-examination, and that's going to always have an exaggerated influence mm-hmm. over people.
4: Now, what about uh, Rachel Mitchell, and we talked about this earlier in our segment, She has released to the GOP members of the Senate Judiciary Committee her comments, her read on exactly what happened. Now, from her point of view, David, she said there's really not much of a case here.
11: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've, I'm starting to get to this point. Um, I do not have a God's eye view of what happened in that night and whenever it was, 82 or mid-80s or whatever. Um I don't even have, you know, if if anything happened at all, um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not God. I don't know. But what I'm certain about is that she has not presented evidence sufficient, not just to establish a preponderance of the evidence, but she her evidence is so thin and contradictory that if she walked into a lawyer's office and asked someone to take this case in civil court, um, I don't know many lawyers. I'm not sure if I've met ever met a lawyer. Who would have taken this case into civil court on this evidence? It's very, very thin. Wow.
2: So, David, uh, of course, it's only Monday. They said that this whole thing would wrap up within a week's time, which would be Friday. I would not be surprised if it was sooner. Uh, Hard to crystal ball this, but bearing any explosive new evidence, although there may be, right, uh, what do you presuppose would be the road that's followed here for these next several days and then with the exclamation point at the end of the week?
11: Well, you know, barring some crazy twist in the news cycle, which we can never say won't happen, <laughs> um, the fact of the matter is is that uh, this is going to be dominant. Uh, there's going to be enormous amount of pressure brought to bear on multi, on a few senators, and this is going to depend basically on on what Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Jeff Flake think about uh, the FBI investigation, or and or any other arguments brought against him. So. I would say, as of right now, if the FBI doesn't uncover anything new um, against Kavanaugh, I, I think the odds are still good that he'll be confirmed. Uh, if the FBI does uncover something that's against Kavanaugh, then he's definitely sunk. Uh, but you know, even if they uncover, don't uncover anything new, there's still going to be an enormous amount of pressure building day after day after day. And who knows? Who knows? Because one, one thing you have to understand is the Democrats truly believe if they can block him They have a chance to stop Donald Trump from appointing and confirming another justice to the Supreme Court throughout his whole first term. Because their goal would be to stop Kavanaugh, win the Senate, and then prevent Trump from having any other nominee. And with that kind of massive goal in mind, they're not going to give one quarter of one inch. Uh, So the pressure will be immense.
4: David... (sighs) There are many Democrats, um, a large number of whom I follow on Twitter, who insist that if the Republicans in the Senate, if Mitch McConnell would have allowed a discussion uh, to talk about the merits of Merrick Garland, that they would not be nearly as angry as they are now. What do you say?
11: I think that's that's completely wrong. (laughs) Um, Merrick Garland is 1% of this. Um, Trump is 40% of this. And then fifty nine percent of this is Roe. Hmm. Um, so, you know, look, I think the I think the Trump, the elevation of Trump to the presidency, has created a sense uh, uh, of emergency and urgency amongst Democrats, and also kind of changed our sort of permission structure yeah. and how crazy we can get in making claims. I mean, let's not forget Trump claimed that that Ted Cruz's father helped assassinate JFK. Um, right. So you know that's it's a short trip from that to well Trump's nominee committed gang rape. <laughs> I mean, this is where we are now, and I think it's um, made particularly intense in the circumstance by fear that um, Kavanaugh could overrule overturn Roe, and if that's the case. That you know, this these are this is where we're going to be for the foreseeable future in these nomination battles, and that's why I think it's so important that character assassination assassination not succeed, because right. if it does, we'll see more of it. Yes.
4: Okay, but then the question is, if the FBI turns up nothing, if the Republicans decide to move forward, they have enough votes. Um, how does Kavanaugh? What, how does Kavanaugh retain, you know, a, a majority of public confidence? Is it it, always it, an
2: asterisk
12: in front to, of his name? I mean,
4: But the guy's doomed in that regard, right? I mean, there's just there's always going to be a percentage of the American people that are going to think he's a dog.
11: Same with Clarence Thomas. I mean, the the fact of the matter is um, what ends up happening is he'll get on the court. The court still has the same legal authority that it did the day before he was on it and the day after he was on it. Um, The court, the decisions of the court are just as binding as they were with him on it as they are with Clarence Thomas on it. And then one of the reasons why the left has so much urgency is these fights recede in importance over time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are people who are still mad about Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, but you know what? Clarence Thomas has been a, a judge on the court for 27 years.
3: Um,
11: yeah, so it's, it's these fights fade over time. And the other interesting thing is if he gets on the court – there aren't any really big hot-button culture war cases for this whole next term. It's going to be a whole bunch of boring cases. (laughs) And so he's going to end up issuing a whole bunch of rulings and writing opinions in cases that just aren't controversial. And it will go back to business as usual. And there will be, trust me, in the Trump era, 90 other fights that are going to consume our lives. So... You know, who knows if this will even be in the top five oh my goodness. by six months from now.
2: All right. <laughs> Hang on to your hats. Right. Hey, David, thanks enough <laughs> a lot. You know, your presence and your insight, always welcome here. We greatly appreciate you here.
11: Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Our pleasure. David French, senior writer at the National Review, a fellow at the uh, National Review Institute, also a veteran of uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. David French, follow him on Twitter.
13: You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you.
14: Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats in side too with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family friendly meal and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixings. Plan to spend a memory making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com
8: Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at
1: antiochianvillage.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the
2: table. You
1: can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can
2: go at Unbound.org. For all the many years that we've been doing The Ride Home with John and Kathy, both Kathy and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College.
6: Warm and humid tonight becoming cloudy with a shower in spots mainly in the laurels later on, low 65. A lot of areas of fog forming late and to start tomorrow as well. Otherwise, tomorrow more clouds and sun with a couple of showers and heavy gusty thunderstorms around mainly in the afternoon and evening. Warm and humid with a high 75. Lingering clouds low 65 tomorrow night. Warm and humid again Wednesday. Clouds and sun with a high 77. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer.
12: Sure.
2: hey welcome back thanks uh, for coming i'm along. mumbling no it's just, we're revamping here so uh the las vegas shooting yeah it's been a year uh it has been a year it's uh, hard to believe that's been a year you know this is a tragedy of it all it's hard to pinpoint whether it was a year or two years or three months That there's been so many mass shootings, I kind of go, "Oh, wait a second! Oh yeah, that was that particularly horrific thing where that guy was way above the crowd and smashing windows in his hotel room and smuggling all these guns in and and mowing people down with sniper rifles from a great distance." And
4: and twelve months later, what's so shocking about it is that. Nobody still knows what happened. Nobody still knows why, no. what the motive was, what the goal was, what any, why.
2: Exactly. So there's an investigation report that's supposed to be released, and I read this today in quotes, soon. So after all this time, still.
4: We just don't have anything. No. Right? So we know. It was a. He was kind of a loner. He was relatively wealthy. Yeah, he stockpiled weapons. He liked to
2: gamble. He, he was liked a high to roller. gamble.
4: Right. So, he was well known by the by the casinos in right. Vegas, and
2: was able to come and go as he well pleased because he was such a high roller and received preferential treatment. Other than that, that's like oh, his know. brother, his his uh, wife, his all, girlfriend, all that. Yeah, sorry, his girlfriend, all that. No one knows why. So today, October first, twenty seventeen. Uh, he opened fire. I didn't want to talk about his name. I mean, he killed all these people, injured all this. I mean, it just—it was—it's a nightmare. Truly, it's a nightmare. Your worst nightmare. Imagine enjoying yourself, and and that smashing down on your life. Good golly! So prayers for the victims. Yep. Prayers pray for, for the survivors all and all their survivors, families. All
4: survivors, the families, everyone who loved someone who was there. Right. Uh, people who were there weren't injured, but will never be the same right. because of what they saw and experienced and. Mm. I don't know. Just another tragedy in America.
2: Truly it is. Hey, we'll take a break. uh, Come back. We're going to talk about elections and politics from Grove City College. Michael Coulter will join us in a few minutes. Are these the worst political times we've ever had in America? Some say yes. My guess is it's a lot more under the rug.
12: 101.5 WORD.
1: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're
13: ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right?
1: On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. 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 On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101. 1.5 W-O-R-D. Hi, I'm Bill Engvall, and I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, a national organization helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. Mike, the news reports keep saying that the rates might actually
11: be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year, so you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premium, and even plans that pay you back.
1: All right, Mike, with the enrollment deadline for Medicare coming soon, what should people keep in
11: mind. With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower co-pays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free.
1: Thanks, Mike. Hey, folks, your Medicare is just too important to put off. So call Health Markets today and find out how much you could be saving. Call
6: 800-716-7780. That's 800-716-7780. 800 800-7-
12: Jerusalem, a city like no other, richly historical, staggeringly beautiful, a place without time, the crossroads of our faith, the birthplace of Christianity, the place where God first poured out his spirit on planet Earth. Join with others from around the globe to experience Pentecost in Jerusalem in 2020, from May 31st to June 3rd, 2020.
0: As a
8: Christian, setting foot on the land connects with the roots of our faith. Connecting us to His Word and seeing the Bible come alive.
12: Experience the trip of a lifetime, May 31st to June 3rd, 2020. Early Bird special and group discounts available now at Jerusalem2020.com. Walk in Jesus' footsteps. Hear His words. Pray in the upper room. It's inspiring. Transformational. Transformational. Reserve your spot by registering today for this lifetime event at Jerusalem2020.com. That's Jerusalem2020.com. This
8: is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan That nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law.
9: Guys, we need to remind ourselves that the God of the Bible is not silent. Word FM presents Know the Truths, Philip DeCoursey, at the 2018 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. God has spoken, and He has spoken through His Word, and it's inspired, and it's inerrant, and it's authoritative, and it's breathed out, and it's able to make us wise unto salvation. It's able to make us complete, and it's able to equip us unto every good work. A free event
8: for pastors, October 3rd at Heinz Field. RSVP now at wordfm.com slash pal.
2: Well, if you're scrolling, you think, I saw that headline. That's horrific. What is going on politically? And then when
4: I saw that response to that headline, I... Thought, really, this is the most miserable I have ever seen people about American politics.
2: Or is it? Michael Coulter is with us. Michael's professor of political science and humanities at Grove City College. Michael, uh, please be light and wisdom in our lives. Uh, is it as bad as it is?
5: Well, it, it's not great, but uh, but there are. It could be, you know, it could be worse, and we can't. It doesn't give us the excuse to kind of withdraw. Entirely from political life, we still have to be salt and light in the world, however dark it may appear to us.
14: So as
4: we try to get a perspective on it, Michael, I mean, how do we... How do we stay grounded? So, so your specialty is political science. So you know, you know this is your world, right? So when right. you look at the headlines, like, do you go into an emotional despair like I'm in, or are you, you know, do do you know enough that it kind of keeps you on on a level where you're only just looking at data?
5: Right. Well, in one sense, yeah, I I, I try not to kind of go up and down too much with every headline. Um, you know, we know that like it's been dark and politically. And, um, uh, you, know, whether, you know, for Christians, for you know, as long as Christians have been engaged in the world, it, there have been dark times. And as bad as it might appear now or at some other time, uh, you know, it's probably been worse. And you know, I think for me, like, giants of the faith who've had to battle in difficult times, you know, whether it's opposing slavery or tyranny at different times. Or uh, For me, I think of, of um, Augustine, you know, who was in the midst of a Roman Empire, you know, that was falling apart. And but he's still got to maintain his faith and seek mercy and justice in the world.
2: Nice. So we know that the uh, the empire is not falling apart. Although I guess you know yeah, some no, would I said, say. No, I
5: think the empire is falling.
2: Is apart. it? I don't yeah. know. I think we're still going to be here a hundred years from now.
4: Well, who's we? Right.
5: I mean, well, yeah. we don't quite have uh, you know you know Germanic tribes invading you know like uh, <laughs> right. anything quite like that. No. Um. So you know we've always faced you know our, all you know. Christians have always been, it's always been difficult in the public square. Uh, You know, in one sense, we're not, um, you know, the fortunes of this world are not the final end for us as Christians, but we're still committed and we still need to work for, again, for justice and mercy in this world.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: We were just talking to David French, who's a writer for National Review about the Kavanaugh, I'm calling it the Kavanaugh Confirmation Circus. That's my new terminology for it. KKC. The KKC. And, uh, and, and, he was saying that there is a preponderance of um opinion, but not a preponderance of evidence at this point that we know of. And so I wonder from your perspective, I mean, when you look around and see how people talk about politics, are you surprised at how virulent people are in their belief, even when in a situation like this, we're still not quite sure what happened or didn't happen?
5: Right. I think the one thing that political science tells us and it's it's pretty depressing in some ways is that we're pretty tribal as human beings in the sense of we we kind of believe people we like to believe and uh, we want to believe. Um sometimes you get called confirmation bias. And um, I think one of the things ultimately is as Christians is we have to kind of look beyond just, you know, our tribe, so to speak. And, you know, uh, and so our our need to kind of work for justice in this world you know, has to kind of must force us to think more critically, and just supporting you know our tribe, so to speak. Right.
2: You know the weird thing about this is this this tribe. Okay, so and so our tribe is if you want to you know define us at least let me do that that we are evangelical Christians in the 21st century, and there's supposed a lot of uh, power that goes along with that base. Now, last night I was watching, of all things, Turner Classic Movies. It's my favorite station on on television.
4: Is is this your your safe place? It
2: is. Your happy place? Yeah. There's no trigger warnings at TCM. However, last night there was one. I'm watching a promo in between movies, and they were talking to like movie aficionados, and on camera's this guy, and he's just, you know, movie geek and he goes, Yeah, well, you know, these one movies that I like, they could have been defined at some point. Well, imagine if you were a Christian and you were alt right politically. Well just imagine that. And then he went on with this thing and I was like, What the heck? This is like my favorite movie channel, and all of a sudden that's become political. The pejorative. It's bleeding everywhere.
5: It's to assume that. To be Christian is to be alt-right. I mean that that right. comment on Panikot's movie, and and I think what happened is, in, in some ways, uh, you know, some political views have come to dominate, like uh, a pretty negative narrative about Christians in the world, as sort of you know a, a con- connecting you know uh, Christianity with really you know terrific racial prejudice and sort of all you know that that sort of bad def- you know the, the definition of alt-right, and and, and we've and in some ways, you know, we can't let the world define, you know, Christian presence in the world as, as that way, in that way.
4: So we, though, have to take some responsibility for that because we've let that happen.
5: That's right. That's right. And we have to kind of present a different account, a different narrative of, again, sort of working for for justice and peace in the world um, in a way that looks to, uh, you know, you know in, in human good. So in the history of political philosophy, we talk about trying to, you know, identify the good, and seek the, you know, the, the politics is about, you know, uh, seeking to do good in the world. Right. And and we've got to, you know, and so you know, that's kind of more of the lens we should look through ultimately as Christians, rather than, than you know, so sort of what benefits my group, or something like that. And so we've sort of turned politics into sort of just, you know, sort of group dynamics. Um, and I think if we can look in more broadly about, you know, Seeking the common good, again and, doing justice in the world. You know, um, that that's a different way to kind of think about politics, and, and and that's why we have to sort of think beyond just sort of party There's a really you know good editorial by Tim Keller in the New York Times this weekend. Oh, it was excellent. About yeah, about Christians who are not you know we're not sort of defined or or uh, uh, limited to a single political party. We kind of see and engage in politics more
7: broadly than that.
2: Michael Coulter is with us. He's Professor of Political Science and Humanities at Grove City College. So, Michael, what about that? I mean, you follow political races, I'm sure, whether they're, you know, locally in, you know, a borough or across the, you know, the region or across the state or nationally. You know, in the old days, and I don't know what that means exactly, how far the old days go back, but there were many a time when they'd say, "Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian," or "I'm a believer," um, and so the the Christian base by hearing that would automatically give a thumbs up, and you would put that in your checklist as you walked in the voting booth. Now, that's not necessarily so now, right? I mean, you you don't want to necessarily hang your hat on just because I'm a, I call myself a Christian, am I myself? um uh, what, uh, defined or ready for or uh, considered right for that office?
5: Right. I mean, sort of more than just the label, but, you know, what, is, what ultimately does that mean? You know, are we, uh, you know, seeking the protection of, you know, of human life? Right? Uh, so, you know, I think it's beyond just like a kind of, you know, vague declaration of I'm a Christian. Or, I mean, what does that mean? You know, there were, we've had Christians in the world who, who, you know, not been very good at, at defending injustice. You've supported slavery, you know, in the world, or, you know, denial of civil rights, or people who claim to be Christians and, you know, support abortion on demand. Uh, but you know, ultimately, sort of being a Christian means more than just sort of list, you know, hanging that label out there.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. So as we look forward, then, we're going to have a midterm election that is going to be. Dicey. I mean, I can only imagine, especially, you know, depending on what the next three or four days bring with the Kavanaugh investigation that the FBI is conducting. I mean, this midterm election, I'm sure many Democrats will look at this as a, you know, go for broke type yeah. of thing. So do you, sure. yeah, I don't I don't want to ask you to like handicap it and tell us in advance what you think it's going to turn out to be. But do you have any advice on how we can think about it?
5: Well, I, I guess I would encourage people to kind of frame it more than just sort of. Is it sort of us versus them? I think midterm elections often tend to be like, I'm angry at the party in power, I'm going to vote them out of power. So whether it's you know Republicans in 2010 or it's Democrats in 2018, uh, but you know how do we frame you know frame the issues? So it's beyond just again sort of us versus them, but that it's you know what's what's good for human beings in the world. What's the right you know duties of government? You know what protects the the place of the church in the world and protects the family, right? So, to you know, try and it's really hard to kind of get out of this sort of tribal lens, but you know, a sort of a, a lens of what does what serves the good and particularly the common good in this
2: world. Yes, Michael Colter from Grove City College. Michael, I'm watching the uh, the hearings last week uh, with Dr. Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh what's fascinating to me is to watch the people behind the senators the staff and all that and all those machinations um a degree in political science i mean what is that like is that a gateway if you would so choose and be so connected and inclined to be part of that world
5: sure lots of our graduates at grove city and political science graduates elsewhere you know go work in washington dc or state capitol somewhere and and there's lots of really important things that those staff do. It's not, it's, um, it's, it's you know, getting information for policymakers. It's, um, uh, you know, helping them kind of communicate and stay in touch with people. And, you know, so there's lots of people sort of who do the behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, aren't doing those, you know, questioning, you know, asking the questions like last week but are preparing the questions. Yes. Reviewing the, the work. And there's lots of really important political work that, that we, that you know, operates, you know, Outside of the the spotlight. Right? And and it's not just in Washington DC or, or in Harrisburg. You know, I have a we have a former student at Grove City who who helps as a lawyer, uh political science major a lawyer who helps draft laws in Harrisburg. Every law that you know goes through the state legislature, you know, comes through his office, right? And so you're you know, he's that's a really sort of important role that it's you know, he doesn't vote for anything, but he's the one advising lawmakers. And even at at local levels, even if you're not working full time that you're you know serving on that borough council or, or city council or something like that, that you have an opportunity to, to, to make decisions that again can, you know serve the common good. We you know we'd say that's a kind of important idea in, in uh, Christian history. Is that politics isn't about just serving particular people's goods, but it's about serving the
4: community. Very nice. mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate that. A reminder that good advice. That's Michael Coulter, professor of political science and humanities at Grove City College. We can do better than we've been doing.
2: I think so. Attitudinally, because it's such a mess. Anyway, I really appreciate the. We conversation. just need a
4: bigger perspective than what we've got.
0: Copays, codes, coupons. Searching for savings on prescriptions is so complex, it's like you need a doctorate degree. Fortunately, CVS Pharmacy employs thousands who have one, our pharmacists. Plus, we built a proprietary search tool to help them find you savings on prescriptions. You don't need to know all of that complicated stuff. You just need to know someone who does. Your friendly doctor of pharmacy at your local CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients eligible for savings. Ask pharmacists for details.
2: Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207, mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life, or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. Jen had a
8: very busy day today, really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee
15: small latte please
8: and then she saved a few lives
2: nurse two units on
8: one an injured child another a cardiac patient and then a premature baby all because jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation
12: There, done
8: You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you. And Jen.
12: Ooh, cake pops.
8: So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit BloodScienceFoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, get triple the clean for half the price. Locally owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value, discount price for shopping club members at just 50 bucks. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping.
14: And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down. Medicine I can't think down, of
4: any other movie star that i loved more throughout my entire life than julie andrews yeah that is how deeply i appreciate her i've just between mary poppins and the sound of music and she wrote a book called mandy which is one of my favorite kids books i mean anyway happy birthday to her
2: Oh, today's Julie Andrews' Today birthday.
4: Today is Julie Andrews' oh, really? birthday. Oh, That's fabulous. How old do you think she is, John? You're so good at this game.
2: Uh, she is either... She's pretty old. Um,
4: well, I don't think you should say it that way. Well, I mean,
2: she's up there. I mean, you know, she's no spring chicken anymore. I would say Julie Andrews is either...
4: No, you're going to you're, you're picking one. You're not giving... Uh, I'm not looking for a range.
2: Okay, I, I'm one or two. Uh, 84.
4: Shockingly close, 83. Duh.
2: Okay, here's the thing about Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews was a child of the theater. When she was 13 years old, Julie Andrews appeared in The West End. Now, The West End is, of course, the English equivalent of Broadway. So she was a child star, and she came to America. Before she was 20 years old, she started on Broadway in a play called The Boyfriend. And that closed, and then she was in uh, Camelot. Oh, My Fair Lady. My fair, oh, that's what it was. Boyfriend, my fair lady in Camelot. Before she was twenty two years old. Oh my! She gosh. was a major star on Broadway, and then of course the movie's called, and then that made her a megastar.
14: Has but one desire in view. Wait, what's this? She knows she has reached the Camelot? stage of needing the one to care about. Oh, the
2: boyfriend!
4: I've never, I don't know this movie. Oh, it's a fun play is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did it at C L O. How about uh, How about Camelot? Have you ever seen that? Never. Oh, have you never seen the movie? No, that's oh, a great movie. It doesn't
4: sound interesting. To no, me. no,
2: it's very interesting. Is it really? Yeah, it's very well done, especially in the time frame it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, great music. It's Learner and Low. Yeah, right. Right. If ever I would leave you, you know that song. I do. I do love that oh, song. That's, oh, a that's, be-
4: be- that's a beautiful song. Yeah. Well, ha- happy birthday to Julie Andrews. Also, happy birthday to Jimmy Carter. Jimmy turning, Carter. Turning how old today? John? Ninety-two. Four. Five.
2: Ah. All right. Oh. Happy birthday to them both. Neither spring chickens. I'll tell but you what. Kicking.
4: Both of them seem like lovely people. They surely do. I would love to meet either me, one.
2: I'd be thrilled. How about having lunch with both Julianne? Wouldn't and that me- be a great oh, lunch? Goodness. Of
4: course it would be. You might have
2: to speak a little louder. Just saying. They're
15: fucking
12: Sharing the word that
15: changes the world.
12: 101.5 WORDFM. Pittsburgh,
15: a service of Salem Media Group.
7: With SRN News, on Keith Peters in Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is promising a vote this week on the Kavanaugh nomination. But he says Democrats will not stop at the conclusion of an FBI probe into Judge Brett Kavanaugh. He believes confidentiality and innocent until proven guilty ideas are out the window.
10: And if you're a nominee whose judicial philosophy Senate Democrats deem to be objectionable, no centuries-old standard of presumed innocence will protect your name, your family, or your reputation from irreparable
7: damage. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Jeff Flake is stoking new speculation about a possible presidential run as he emerges in the central figure in the explosive debate over Judge Kavanaugh. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 193 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 9, the S&P up by 11. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy driven by Colusi Chevrolet,
9: serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. People who are looking to finish their basement are usually crammed for space or have a special need that they don't have the room for.
8: Energy Swing's Total Basement Finishing System is the fastest, easiest way to turn your
9: unfinished basement into something spectacular. We have a great system that within two weeks we can convert your unused space to something beautiful, like an office, a gym, home theater, or just a place for the kids to spend their time. It's a pre-engineered system that installs very quickly and looks great when it's done. It's a premium system because it's premium performance. It's not drywall, which is one of the worst products you can use in a basement. This is a high-end performing system. It has a lifetime guarantee against mold, mildew that won't absorb moisture and looks great when it's done. We can turn your unused basement space into something beautiful within two weeks. Right now, get $1,200
8: off any total basement finishing project with 5% off over and above any current offer for word listeners only. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com.
4: You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling.
12: I figured I had a problem and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an
1: endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Call 1-800-936-5496. The following is a true story.
8: My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote, just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me.
11: 53030 That's eight hundred seven zero five thirty thirty. 705 3030 Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials.
6: Not available in all states. Warm and humid tonight becoming cloudy with a shower in spots mainly in the laurels later on. Low 65. Lava every is a fog forming late and to start tomorrow as well. Otherwise, tomorrow more clouds and sun with a couple of showers and heavy, gusty thunderstorms around, mainly in the afternoon and evening. Warm and humid with a high 75. Lingering clouds low 65 tomorrow night. Warm and humid again Wednesday. Clouds and sun with a high 77.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on
8: 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy
2: Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. A Monday edition in what promises to be a, a, another long and perhaps surprising week.
4: President Trump has authorized the FBI to expand their investigation into Brett Kavanaugh. That story will be developing and we'll Mm -hmm. go to the phones, talk to you about that at the bottom of this hour. So around 525, we'll open up our phone lines. Um, For now, let me say, John, uh, first off, the Pirates finished their season yesterday. Yes. You and I together, I mean, in different places, but we both listened to the last outs.
3: Yeah.
2: Tune in, right? Because it's the sound... Whenever baseball starts again in late March,
4: you'll know summer's coming.
2: Oh, that sound I of love the it. crowd and the announcers and the bat and the ball—all that—and
4: the beginning so, when it's just all potential. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> I just love. It. I love. You know, when I drive home, I go across the Fort Duquesne Bridge and I go by
3: PNC, uh, Park. PNC
4: Park, and I all winter long it it just looks so dark and lonely, and I mm-hmm. think, oh, if only I could just look over there and see people gathered around it. And then when those
2: gates open. Yep. And the sun shines out and the warm weather. How many games did you see this year?
4: Uh, Let's see. Five.
2: That's exactly what I saw. No way. This was the low point. I I think I've been years and years Mm. and years. Only five. So the Pirates ended with uh, 82 wins. Considering the calamity of the season and getting rid of Kutch and all that. Yeah. I mean
4: It's a lot better It's better than what I hoped
2: they had No, a winning that's record. not true
4: It's better than what I expected yeah. It's not as good as I hoped
2: They would have needed The Pirates would have needed To win 92 games To be a wild card But that's not going to happen
4: 10 games is not very close
2: No, it's not 10 games yeah. is not very How about the Boston Red Sox I think the Red Sox Finished the season With 108 oh. wins Oh
4: my goodness And the Pirates
2: had won 82 So that's a big jump forward Wow. Anyway, so the the Pirates are done. And maybe the Steelers' season as well.
4: Yeah, Uh, so the Steelers not doing well Mm -hmm. in the uh, Central. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, Things are are, – or in the AFC North, pardon me. Um, So things are ugly when you you tie with the Browns and lose to the Ravens. So you're just waiting for the Bengals so that you can see, you know, how far down in the list you could possibly go. They played, as I said, one good quarter of football last night. Sadly, there are four quarters in a game.
2: Yeah. You know, Pennsylvania was 0 for 5 for the weekend. The Eagles lost – the Steelers lost, oh. Pit lost, Temple lost. Uh, but the
4: pick game was close. Yeah. Just kidding. Penn State lost. Yeah,
2: Penn State lost. So over five.
4: That Penn State game, that just <laughs> that was some serious pain. Fourth and
2: five. Game. Let's go for it.
4: Good night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so news about Donald Trump in relation to, not news, but just kind of a statement yeah. from Donald Trump that I found really interesting yeah. and, and actually... I liked it a lot.
2: I do, too. Yeah, I'm always interested, always uh, happy when people talk sobriety. And so today, President Trump joked that, quote, he'd be a mess, quote, a mess if he indulged in alcoholic beverages. Uh, Trump spoke about his drinking habits at a news conference where he discussed Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's comments about drinking beer in high school and in college. The president noted that he is not a drinker, saying, quote, I can honestly say I've never had a beer in my life," end quote, and quote, "it's one of my only good traits," end quote. <laughs> out a Trump, can you imagine if I had? What a mess I'd be! I'd be the world's worst.
4: <laughs> I mean, I God love that. bless him for saying.
2: that. I love that. I love that he knows who he is yep. enough to say, "Man, you put alcohol in me, and I'm like a crazy yep. person." Mm-hmm. So thank goodness that Donald saw that. So you talked about, um, you told me this, that President Trump's brother died of alcoholism and his father was an alcoholic. Yeah,
4: I don't know if his father was an alcoholic, but his father drank. Um, but his the the story of his brother was really disturbing. Fred. Yeah, very disturbing to the president, as it would be to any of us. Of course. Um, because
2: the president, in many ways, you know, sort of has the, although probably late to the game, the Brett Kavanaugh sort of upbringing. Although, oh,
4: yeah, for sure. Know,
2: right? That sort of prep oh, school yeah. elitist, exactly. you know. Exactly.
4: You end up at an Ivy League school, right. you know, and and that you got to because you worked hard at, a, you know, prep school and that you were you – got a lot of demands on you, but you also have or a lot the world of advantages, of right?
2: And the alcohol, and of course, in that time frame, available everywhere, mm-hmm. and so yeah, they are in, in many ways. You could see why they would, li- you know, he would like Brett Kavanaugh, kindred spirits, because they grew up in the same sort of similar circumstances,
4: right? So I wonder what it is uh, for him. It's different for everybody, but for him, that caused him. To decide not to drink, you know. I'm
2: sure he saw a lot.
4: Well, but people who've seen a lot end up drinkers. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's interesting. Is it a, you know, for, I don't know, if you've ever had a family member who has died um, from alcoholism or, or, you know, a related illness, it does color how you look at it completely.
3: Surely it does. Um,
4: but for some people, it just causes them to go down the same road. And other people say, you know, I don't want anything to do with it.
2: Yeah. To say that he's never had a beer. I've got a brother-in-law who's the same way. My brother-in-law, Dan, has never had a drink in his life. Never. And he's a a great time. I mean, he's a funny, weird, wonderful guy. And I love it because he talks to my sons about this. And both my sons are like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Now I've had a, a, a varied career as a drinker, and so I talk to my sons about you know my drinking habits, past drinking habits. I'm glad to say, but there's something that is more valid, I think, uh, just to say I've never done it. I never I don't know needed if that's to do valid.
4: It. It's just a choice. I don't know.
2: I liked it because you know they. Yeah, I'm not. They're, they're not. He's not their dad, so he has a little different story and sure. perspective. And they love this guy, so right. I, I, I like that. I've never had a beer. You've never had a beer in your life. Not You've a never time. had a single beer. Not a single time. You've never had an alcoholic beverage. Oh, yeah.
4: I have had an alcoholic beverage. I've but never, never drank it. a beer. Never.
2: Mm-mm. Wow.
4: But I mean, it's it's like not appealing to me in any way, shape, or form. A beer. Never. Not even a little.
2: Now, seriously, on a hot summer night, when you see, uh, for no me, way. when I see somebody drinking a beer, I've not had a beer for a long time. I go, yeah, that's be that'd be fine. Mike, about yourself, have you ever had a beer in your life? Oh
13: yeah, Brett Kavanaugh, and I drink all the time. Oh, you
2: stop it! I'm gl- I'm sorry I brought it up. Now, what I the love heck? beer. Uh, you, you like beer?
13: No. Oh no, here we go.
2: That's... I like
4: beer. I like beer.
2: Oh no, goodness gracious! <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, you, you're better if you. It's stay like away joke
4: from it. overload yeah. from last Thursday. Yes, all seriously. things in moderation, right? No, that's yeah, yeah. never. I don't know. I don't. It's just never been appealing. Never no. had. It. No. So
2: if you have a drink, a glass of wine.
4: I don't drink at all.
2: You've. N- what, when did you have a drink? When, how old were you when you had a first alcoholic beverage? What?
4: Well, 21. Well, no, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, my grandma used to give me like, you know, a little bit Some of wine. Some Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't had any, th- I mean, I haven't had any alcohol in, I don't know, 25 years maybe? How about your husband? He likes beer. Okay. Yeah. He likes beer.
11: <laughs> American beer.
3: That's right. Please not the Heineken. It's not a Heineken, yeah. is yeah, it? Absolutely no, no.
4: not. We're talking, of course, of the SNL skit. Yeah. yeah.
2: That was very, very funny. Matt Damon last uh, Saturday, Saturday night, he uh, did Brett Kavanaugh at the hearings.
4: Okay. He was very good. He He was. looked just like him.
2: And now as unfunny as Saturday Night Live has been for decades – this is pretty funny.
4: It was pretty funny. I mean, you have to be able to. You
2: have to. You have laugh to be the, able
4: to laugh a little bit, right. right? Of course, it's one of those things. If this is the world in which we live. It's not like they're going to do a skit about her.
2: No, 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 no.
4: Because it would it would be politically incorrect and mean, and so it does make you think. Okay, so if Brett Kavanaugh is telling you the truth, then this is probably also politically correct and mean.
2: Exactly. That's the world we live in.
4: But we did laugh when we watched it. We did,
2: very much so. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we got a lot more ahead. Uh, We're
4: going to talk about Christians in the age of outrage. I'm outraged just thinking about everything.
2: Oh, please.
14: For a frequent drinker. Look. (laughs) (laughs) 101.5 WORD.
1: Turning Point with David Jeremiah. How many of you know that most temptations that come your way don't come your way while you're walking around with a Bible in your hand? That means I
9: need to store up these swords in my mind so that when temptation comes, I can call on them to ward off the attack and defeat it. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Overcomer, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30
1: on 101.5 WORD.
4: There's so many changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that's been on the forefront of health insurance for years, and that's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. So whether you're talking about Obamacare, Trump Care, Affordable Care, Cobra, all of the other options, uh, you know that Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. And so they can help to determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you to choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? We'll call Marley. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley. One just catastrophic or just accident? Well, you know the answer. And are you worried about the penalty? Well, all of Marley's financial plans are penalty exempt. And because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year. So give Todd at Marley Financial a call, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 or on the web, marleyfg.com.
8: Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org.
13: Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hey guys, it's Scott Bauer here, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Are you looking for a
16: super hot stock tip? Here at Prosper, we are always looking for exciting opportunities in the markets and right now all my students are salivating over this stock we are watching. In fact, I've got this hot stock written down right here and I'm about to text it to you for free. I just need to know where to send it. Simply text HOT to 48542, and I'll text it to you instantly. How do I know this stock is so hot? Well, I'm a former CBOE market maker for Amazon Options, former vice president of Goldman Sachs, and I have over 25 years of professional trading experience. I'm telling you, this stock is hot, but be warned, the stock may move soon, so you need to claim it before it does. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Text HOT, to 48542 and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Message and data rates may apply.
9: You've committed yourself to pastoring and preaching from the word of God. You've got to do that against the background of a collapsing culture. And then you've got to do it because of the nature of scripture itself.
8: Word FM presents Know the Truths Philip DeCourcy at the
9: 2018 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. To preach the Bible as the handbook for life rather than as a revelation of Christ is to turn the Bible into an entirely different book.
8: A free event for pastors, October 3rd at Heinz Field.
9: RSVP now at
8: wordfm.com slash pal.
2: Hey, welcome back. I have this really bad habit. I don't know if it's age or... I don't know what it is. Just poor sleep habits. Well, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and after a while, I surrender. I pull out my phone, which is on my nightstand, and sit there and scroll through the latest vacuum of outrage.
4: You've got to be kidding me. No, I do that. That is what you're doing at 4 o'clock in the morning? Generally. Oh, Mike, we have to help him.
2: You know, I'm... there i am you know uh, whether you're you know, you're on twitter you're on facebook and i'm going oh read that oh, oh, oh that's horrible and this you know it's one anguish cry of despair from the political left or right or in between I, and, I, and it's all in the palm of my hand that i'm just scrolling, scrolling 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 so it takes me forever to go back to sleep no kidding i know but it's i think it's probably i think common for you know guys you know in air quotes my age what? what to be scrolling through your photo yes, in the morning? I, I do not no. believe that is common. I follow guys people. on Twitter who are doing the exact same thing. Right.
4: What? So you're all some kind of sick club uh, that you're encouraging? Oh, yeah. I'm up at four o'clock, uh, you know, I, going
2: through Twitter too. It's more common than you think. I Ed, don't think it is. Ed Stetzer's with us. Ed holds the Billy Graham Distinguished Church, Chair of Church, Mission and Evangelism, the Dean of the School of Mission, Ministry, Leadership at Wheaton College. He's got a brand new workout, uh, talking about Christians in the age of outrage. Ed, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir?
10: Chen, I got to say, thank you so much. And John's right that we do scroll through the outrage posts in the morning
2: time. Ed. I do it, too. Thank, Ed. You, Ed. Thank yeah. you, Ed.
4: Ed, Ed, Ed. Do, you also, have sorry, a, do you also have a therapist that works through these things with you?
2: We <laughs> <laughs> so might need somebody. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I know. not name have a sure. good one. Yes. Okay, yep. so,
4: um, you know, since the confirmation hearings last Thursday, I've been trying as best I, as I possibly can to read as much um, from both sides, just so I can kind of get a dual perspective on how the country is looking at this issue. The sad thing is after, you know, what, the last three or four days, I don't feel like I've really gained a lot. The only thing I can pick up for sure is that everybody is hacked off.
10: Yeah. Well, I think that's the reality of this is, you know, it was a traumatic time for a lot of people last week, Uh, people who were upset for Professor Ford, people who were upset for uh, Judge Kavanaugh. And what I would say is in all of these things, we ought to remember and we ought to still acknowledge that, you know, we can... Step into this. Hear people be outraged and upset about it, and we don't have to respond the way the world does. Mm. And I think ultimately, you know, again, right now we're not. There's an FBI investigation ongoing. That's not our role. That's not our place. I'm not on the Senate. You're not on the Senate. I don't have to have a definitive vote on this. But here's what I need to do: I need to speak grace and truth in the midst of a very broken and a very uh, divided world. And I think that's when the outrage goes up. I think the gospel needs to be made clear. Right.
2: So, Ed, this new era that we live in, uh, you know, this apocalyptic outrage era, is it essentially fueled by our phones or all of us, you know, in some form or another, whether it's 4 a.m. or 4 p.m., doing the same thing, which ramps us off off and, and makes this big divide between left and right?
10: Well, it's certainly newer. You know, this is, you know, when 20 years ago, we didn't. Have, I mean, there was, like, stuff around 20, 30 years ago, like CompuServe. I was on CompuServe in the 90s, and there were these chat boards. But it was, like, $5 a minute, you know, so you couldn't, like, do much. So, But now it's all on our Like this morning, my alarm went off, beep, 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 and I looked over and uh, turned off my alarm, and there were two little notifications. I got Twitter notifications. I got Facebook notifications. Now, at that point, I got to make a decision. Now, the easy decision, and a lot of people do, but you clearly do it at 4 in the morning, might I add, uh, is to click on and see what the Facebook post says, and then if it's a tumultuous time, it can get us riled up. I think a better path is to walk an ancient path, to say, you know what, I don't have to look at this right now. Uh, maybe I need to get in the Word, maybe I need to get into prayer. Yeah. But in doing so, to have you know, you know, too many Christians, you know, they're being discipled by their cable news channel and they're being shaped by their social media feeds. And I think that's not ultimately what God calls us to do. We're not to join in the outrage. We're to actually be the antidote to some of Mm. that in a broken world.
4: Okay, so how do we do that? Does that mean that we you know post a scripture verse a day on twitter cuz that you know that seems like the the dork approach i that
10: sounds i'm a little bit feeling like you're mocking me no uh, no,
4: no, no no i'm
10: just i'm
4: just saying that, that that of course is the easy thing that we're thinking okay we should that just is. do that and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but it's also not no. necessarily a good thing if we're not yeah. thinking through the bigger issue of no wait now, how how what is what is this contributing to this yeah. to twitter verse no,
10: and your, your social media doesn't need to be a proverb machine where it's just one pithy right, right. verse after another. But but I do think I want people to look at us and say these are people who are thoughtful, who love others, who respect people who disagree with them. Uh, you know, and 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 that's not what a lot of Christians look like today. I mean, I you know I get on social media. I'm you know full disclosure. You know I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Pinterest because I'm a man. But people are on Pinterest <laughs> as well. And you know, but i got to tell you, I, I, sometimes I'll see a response, and I'll click on it, and because I want to know who said that. And it's something sometimes terrible, and I click on it, and their bio says Christian, follower of Jesus, yes. whatever else it may be. And we've got to yeah. stop that. Yeah. Now, at the same time, it doesn't mean we need to just post a Bible verse or a proverb a day. I mean, there, there are things we can and do say. You know, I, I care, for example, deeply about life. You know, so what does that mean? So I might post, you know, and say... You know, when something, I see a news story and I want to be thoughtful about it and say, you know, we, we, we want to have a culture of life that goes from conception to natural death. You know, I, I can speak up on those things, and I recognize that people may respond to me, but when they do, you know, people come at me and say, well, you're just trying to limit people's freedom or whatever. I can respond graciously and say, no, I totally understand how people might see that. And, but here's my view. So it doesn't mean we're without view. It means we're without rancor.
3: Mm, it doesn't mean right. we're
10: even without um, frustration at times. It has to do with, we don't have to like, end our speech, but we need to temper our speech. We need to tame mm. the tongue, not remove the
2: tongue. Nice. Right. Ed Stutz is with us. His brand new work is called Christians in the Age of Outrage, How to Bring Out Our Best When the World is at Its Worst.
4: Now here's another question that I've been pondering the last couple days, Ed, is that... Um, we are in an age of absolute certainty yep. about things that are unknowable, and yet yep. things that God has clearly revealed to us, we act like we've never, we've never heard of before.
10: It's very true. You know, particularly, you know, right now, I mean, here we can't, we, you know, the, the backstory, the backdrop of even the comments like that is, we don't know what happened
3: no, with, we don't. Uh,
10: Justice Kavanaugh, we don't know what happened with Professor Ford, but here's what we know. We can, I think all of America. I mean, I, I actually was speaking at a conference. So I didn't get to see all the testimony, but here's what we can say: I deeply care, and I can tell something hurtful and terrible has happened to to uh, to, to Professor Ford. And I, I care about that. As a matter of fact, I care that yes. women listening and men listening and children listening that we care, we will listen, we will help if if there's an accusation or more. I care about that. I can simultaneously say, you know, I, man, I I saw a guy who was hurting. Who was angry? Who was defending his, his family and, and and not you know and 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 seeing that I, I can recognize both of those things are to be true. In other words, I can have compassion for both. Mm-hmm. But here's the reality: I'm not the FBI, so there. Let them do the investigation. But I see people posting with this great confidence that I know this or I know that. Listen, right. I, I got to tell you, the president said, "Let's let the FBI do the work. Let's let the FBI do the work." But here. I just want us to have some some concern for people uh, all around. We live in a society where there's a lot of hurt, and a lot of these things really have happened. And we can be gracious and loving in the midst of it. Amen.
2: Ed, I talked about this last hour, but my favorite television program, my television station, is TCM. I want to watch old movies as much as possible.
4: Because you want to go live really? on an island yeah. with old people. Yeah. Nope.
10: <laughs> I don't even care. I just care. At social media to be outraged.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because you'll all be up at 4 o'clock on Twitter. <laughs> That's
2: true. If That's I do, true. I'm going to turn into TCM. So I'm watching TCM last night, and you know, in between the movies, there's like these little gulfs where they run these promos. And this guy in a promo talking about movies, and, he, and he, he sort of runs down this bunny path, and he says, well, you know, blah, 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 and I'm not a Christian or a member of the alt-right. And I'm thinking, what the heck? I'm turning <laughs> Into a movie program, and I'm hearing oh this guy my. beat up on Christians, and the, all yeah. of a sudden now we're Christians and the alt-right. So the die has been cast, you know, socially, right, that the Christians are the bad guys, so no matter what, I, I get what you're saying about responding with love and wisdom and in all that, but we are the bad guys here, and I don't think it's persecution, I don't think it's something that's exaggeration, we're outliers now. I mean, so do we so, do that? No what,
10: question, no question. So are can we going to do the, that? acknowledge that you can acknowledge that without feeling that you're persecuted. Persecution happens all around the world. We're not persecuted, no, but we, no. but there, there is pressure, and there is unwarranted and unhelpful caricatures and criticism of Christians today. One of the examples I give early on in Christians in the Age of Outrage is there's this Christian businessman. He owns, uh, he owns uh, an entertainment company that has a big music venue they put on called Coachella. And it's very, you know, progressive, whatever. He owns the company. He's a he's a well-known donor to a lot of Christian organizations. And this magazine called Pitchfork, it's a, you know, music culture magazine, they just rip into him because he supports these radical anti-LGBT organizations. So I'm thinking, well, what what kind of radical anti-LGBT organizations is Who's he supporting? This? Well, it's Young Life and Navigators. <laughs> oh, my oh. goodness gracious. And, and, and I'm like, really? And so, you know, so Pitchfork, which... Uh, and in line with his name, they picked up the pitchforks. And it's like, this is not true. This is not helpful. He believes what, and supports organizations that have believed what Christians have believed for 2,000 years. And the historic and biblical view about issues of marriage and yes. morality. Now, now that, that'll get some people mad at you. I mean, that'll mm-hmm. get some people outraged at you. So that comes at us. Now, we don't need to participate and respond in kind. We need to respond in the way Jesus would have us do. But, yeah, so just believing what we believe is controversially in our culture today and we need to walk through some of those minefields carefully with love and grace and honesty as
7: well.
4: Right. And that's where it gets difficult is the love and the grace and the honesty because if you're going to get on Twitter as a believer and act like everybody else on Twitter who's not a believer, then you have done you've been neither salt nor light in the world and you've probably made yourself emotionally sicker. <laughs>
10: Wow, that's good. That is good. You know, this is why she's not getting up at four in the morning looking at Twitter. This Listen, is what con- it looks I gotta like.
4: i got to be honest, I'm concerned
2: about you guys. Wait, what are you saying? More sleep involves clarity. i trying to pull you back from the edge. Very good.
10: You know, I like that. You should have wrote this book. I worked hard, and I just needed to call up and have you write it. Um, but no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, so, so, you know, the volume's up to 11 for everybody. And I think, ultimately, uh, a gospel-shaped worldview, a winsome... Love-driven approach to people, even with those we disagree. Actually, the first example in the book is actually a guy named Caleb, uh, and he was raised by um, two uh, self-identified lesbian moms. And then he comes to cre- faith in Christ. He actually adopts a, a Christian worldview, a biblical understanding of marriage, and and here's a guy who walks through that. Talks. He writes a book called Messy Grace and more, but and eventually leads uh, both his moms to the Lord, and and you know to see this. So so what I would say is. Let's not assume that we have to hate everybody who disagrees with us. Mm. Let's instead, because you can't hate a people and reach a people at the same time. And so let's instead ask, what are some outrageous ways that we could build bridges, even with people we disagree, to show and share the love of Jesus to them? I'm into
4: that. Okay, I want to get on board for that. Please do. Uh, We we need some of that. We need a lot of that.
2: Ed, thanks an awful lot. Love having you with us. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Ed Setzer, brand new work, Christians in the Age of Outrage. Join Ed on Twitter at 4 a.m. or throughout (laughs) the day, or on Facebook as well. He's out there everywhere but Pinterest.
12: Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition.
1: When you have
12: Pellis
8: Heating and Cooling Service your system. Check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after-hour calls returned within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S
2: at pellishvac.com. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two MyPillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping
8: Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Get triple the clean for half the price. Locally owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh, is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value. Discount price for shopping club members at just... Fifty bucks. Log on now to wordfm Keyword shopping.
4: So Thursday morning, I am taking my youngest daughter, who is sixteen years old, on a trip. And uh, this is not like a family trip or just a fun getaway, but this is um, her choice of a two night stay at a college that she's looking at as a potential landing spot for her. What year is she? She's a junior in high school. Okay, and she's going up to Grove City College. Nice. Now we've talked before on the air that my older daughter's at Grove City, and um, my, and my old, son, my, yeah, and your son, and my older daughter did this when she was a junior. Um, she had a friend who was up there. Um, she'd been her friend had been up there a couple years, and so uh, my older daughter just wanted to kind of see you know what college was like, you know what kind of lay of the land was. Um and Grove City gives uh, a great opportunity for students to spend two nights on campus and attend all the classes that are um that are offered. They can just kind of wander in and out of whatever classes so that they can kind of see what school is like at Grove City. Nice. So my daughter is totally excited about this because, of course, it's her first kind of immersion experience, kind of dipping her toe in the water of what college would be like. Um, but it's also, from my perspective as a parent, just a wonderful opportunity for her to see how uh, not just a Christian college, but a Christian college that is intellectually rigorous, what that would look like. So she's going to go to eight different classes.
2: I love it so much. So my son who's there, he's a junior this year, the first time we went to Grove City College... Halfway through the visit, he said, I'm going to go here. I was like, what the heck? What do you mean? He said, Dad, the geeks, the nerds, the jocks, we all love Jesus, and everyone's at Grove City College. What the okay. heck?
4: <laughs> I didn't know that those were definitive like person groups there.
2: Uh, apparently, that's okay. what it is. So listen, uh, Kath and I, both of our kids go to Grove City. We love Grove City College. It's more than worth your while to check it out.
4: Yeah. So if you've got a kid who's in high school and they're thinking maybe, you know, Grove City might be in their future, but they're not really sure what it would look like or what a college experience is, you might want to consider, as a junior in high school, sending them up there to have a little immersion experience. Grove City College. Find out more online, gcc.edu. Edu.
6: Warm and humid tonight becoming cloudy with a shower in spots mainly in the laurels later on, low 65. A lot of areas of fog forming late and to start tomorrow as well. Otherwise, tomorrow more clouds and sun, but a couple of showers and heavy gusty thunderstorms around mainly in the afternoon and evening. Warm and humid with a high 75. Lingering clouds low 65 tomorrow night. Warm and humid again Wednesday, clouds and sun with a high 77.
2: When we last left you on Friday, the outrage and despair meter was, I would say, at an all-time high. In the red. Very much so. Redlining in the beyond, bouncing off the meters. So now that the weekend has passed, we've all had a, an opportunity to pause, perhaps to read, I certainly to pray, and consider where we are. What are your thoughts about Dr. Ford's testimony about Brett Kavanaugh's testimony, about all that swirl. And now that the FBI has conducted or is conducting an interview process, the results are supposed to be in by the end of the week. How do you feel about things? What's your temperature on the Supreme Court? Is it, as they say, a job interview and Brett Kavanaugh failed the job interview? Or is there something deeper here? Is it just become a political football? is it about the hashtag me Too movement so much so that we listen to Dr. Ford and nod our head and say, that is compelling. And no doubt there is truth to that. And something did happen. And I do believe her. But on the other side, when I hear Brett Kavanaugh, and I think, well, he's telling the truth too. He has no recollection. He's saying it was not me 100%. I don't think any time at least in my long life, have I seen such diametrically oppositional opinions Mm -hmm. or facts when you hear the two present their facts and not find a thread of truth? And I'm still at that juncture. Give us a call, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Are you better off today on a Monday than you Mm. were last Thursday or Friday? Or is this still a morass? Or... Has it lost its power to you, for you, and you don't feel as though it's necessarily top of mind anymore? Has this just been a quick cycle through the news cycle? 800-320-8255.
4: One of the things I've been thinking of, John, over the weekend is how absurdly important this issue, and I don't mean the issue of of, uh, sexual abuse or sexual harassment. I actually just mean the issue of the Supreme Court has become in America. It's way, it's way out of balance. It's way out of balance. Um, I feel as if citizens of our country, because they have lost, um, a commitment to religion or a belief in God, um, any kind of church structure that would speak into their life. I feel like that type of religious devotion has been replaced by some kind of political zeal that is just producing a lot of mindless opinion. That's what it seems like to me. I've, and the, the emotional, uh, tank that people have filled for themselves is just, um, it's not benefiting anybody. I, I mean, the Supreme Court is not the final word in life. The Supreme Court was not supposed to be the final word in America. It's supposed to be, um, a, a, System with three parts, and they're supposed to compete against one another: the executive branch, the legislative legislative branch, and the judicial branch. One was not supposed to have the ultimate. Pa- the The way that people are looking at the Supreme Court is just too much.
2: Well, we look at the Supreme Court today, I think, as the final word of truth
4: okay, on well, this country. Don't yeah, you believe that's yeah, true? Yeah, it's yes, but I'm saying it's not supposed to be that way. No. They're supposed to be competing entities. But I, is it because we've lost our faith in the legislature? Is that because the legislators are not doing their jobs? Is that because our last presidential election, you know, descended into a lots of chicanery that, you know, we don't trust that either? And so now all of a sudden we're looking at nine people on the Supreme Court as some kind of Priests or something? I mean, it's, it's kind of
2: what it feels like. I yeah. That's what, well, said.
4: well, I think we need to pull that back a little.
2: 800-320-8255. Now that the dust has settled somewhat, where are you with all this? Give us a call. Let's go to the phones and uh, speak with Mark. Hey, Mark, you're live on the air. What do you got for us?
16: Hi, John. Um, earlier, I heard Kathy make a statement when the two of you were discussing the Saturday Night Live skit, and. Kathy made a statement that if Judge Kavanaugh was innocent, that the skit would be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to get uh, her perspective on why she made that statement. And you also just mentioned that um, that you, you believe Dr. Ford. I don't know if either of you have read Rachel Mitchell's report
3: that just came out today. We have.
4: Yeah, we haven't. Neither one of us. Neither one of us said we believe Dr. Ford. We said that when we watched her testimony, we found her credible. But I, I know I don't. I'm not saying I believe Dr. Ford. I don't know who to believe. I'll be honest with you. But I, I, I do not. I do not necessarily. I don't think if you read Rachel Mitchell's report today, I think it's hard to believe uh, Dr. Ford's testimony. I really do. I, I feel, or I shouldn't say I don't believe it. I feel like it has too many holes. Um, in it and it's too consistent and it's too long ago for um for for it to, it, for it to be yeah for it to hold weight in a situation like this yeah. against Brett Kavanaugh who has who has
2: decades of uh, judicial experience so mark where are you in this process right now what are your thoughts who are you believing well
16: i I, I guess you know based on what you're saying you said that you know you You don't believe her, but you said if Judge Kavanaugh is innocent, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? Why do we assume that... That
4: he's not innocent. I'm not. I never assume that he's not innocent. I, I don't assume anything about it. I, what I was saying is, I was commenting on the fact that New Mike and John and I watched the SNL skit and we laughed. Yeah. And I said, "What's?" I, and I was trying to look at us from a distance, like get outside myself and say, no, that's really interesting." So we were laughing at the Brett Kavanaugh skit because it's very well done. It's very funny. Um, and you know, satire is an important part of life and important part of any democracy, I believe. But there wouldn't they would not have done a skit like that about Doctor Ford.
2: No way. They because skip right by that.
4: why? Because it would be tasteless and it's a sacred cow, and it's a sacred cow. So, but I said, but if it ends up that Kavanaugh is innocent, then it's exactly as inappropriate and it should be as much of a sacred cow. So, I'm just I, I was kind of doing a social commentary on myself,
16: okay. All right. Well, maybe I misunderstood, but you just said it again. If it ends up that he's innocent, my assumption is that he is innocent. Right. And it is my. No s- one has right. I
4: understand. That he, I, that I understand. He's I understand that. But there is an FBI investigation going on. And I'm not going to be the person that uh, that believes in my heart of hearts that he's innocent because I don't know. I am giving him the presumption of innocence because I believe that that's what he deserves. I because believe that's what I believe that's what every citizen deserves. But I'm not going to bed at night thinking, oh, my gosh, if, if, if Brett Kavanaugh, you know, actually did it my life is over i mean we're gonna find out
2: yep let's hope so 800-320-8255 thanks for the phone call when you take a quick break stay with us it's the ride home with john and Kathy.
1: WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. And here at Word FM, we are interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It
14: gives me inspiration and hope.
1: It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family. And we would love for you to tell us about it. It's really encouraging to me.
14: Whenever I need to be uplifted,
13: there's something on to uplift me.
1: So visit WordFM.com slash story. Record a video message and share your story with us for doing that you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an apple ipad pro and an apple pencil
14: it's encouraging it's inspiring and it lifts me up when i'm having a bad day
1: visit wordfm.com story and share your video
14: if it's happening right now it's happening on ebay 126 gucci bags are sold on ebay every day that's 126 people looking real gucci love your adidas you're not alone 147 pairs are bought every hour on ebay speaking of time 30 watches are sold every minute on eBay. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh, and the latest phones? A new one is sold on eBay every four seconds. If it's happening every second at great prices, it's happening on eBay. Fill your cart with color. eBay.
2: You think you're getting a price hold, but really you're signing up for Windows. And if you don't cancel within three days, you're obligated to that contract.
8: Energy Swing Windows Donny Dara on the length some companies will go to
0: get your business. What some salesmen from national companies are doing is they're getting homeowners to sign something that says they're going to hold your price for 30 days. But what they're really signing is a contract that says you only have three days to cancel. And they don't tell you that. It's a trick. And people are really getting ripped off by this. We don't pressure people at Energy Swing. There's not fine print at all. What you see is what you get. That's why we won the Better Business Bureau Torch Award
2: three years in a row. Row. That's why we just in, in Western Pennsylvania won the best of the best on our website. There's actually a video that shows why we were voted as that. When you do the right things, right, you're recognized for that.
8: Energy swing, best of the best right now. Word FM listeners get an exclusive 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors. Visit energy The
12: average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy
8: attorney, Michelle Conti, host of Conti's law on estate planning for the everyday person.
12: There's a lot that goes
4: into it. People, take more time picking out what car they're going to buy where they're going to go to dinner as opposed to what happens to my children the state will dictate who gets what
12: if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing we want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds they continue to receive the benefit and they get the
10: inheritance
4: the other thing you have to think about is tax planning we try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to.
8: Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit contilawpgh.com. Why a classical Christian education? because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886.
2: We're talking about Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Blasey Ford and taking your temperature, how things are feeling on a Monday after a Thursday meltdown. Um, You know, over the weekend, as you might expect, Saturday Night Live did a job uh, where they skewered Brett Kavanaugh. There's been lots of outrage in the New York Times and, of course, locally here as well. Everyone's got their own perspective on this. So how are you with this? It looks to be another fascinating, odd, crazy week out of Washington, D.C., and uh are you hanging on every tweet every article, or is this something you think okay God's in control, and the truth will find its way one way or another 800-320-8255. two five five eight hundred three two oh eight two five five let's go back to the phones and speak with pete pete uh what's your take on everything
7: well um I think it's important to uh for for all of us to focus on the professionals at hand mm-hmm. and uh firstly, I think that Mrs. Mitchell uh, did a fantastic job with her questioning of of Dr. Ford. Um, I think with her type of questioning, coupled with her report generated today, uh, I believe that there's a lot of merit within uh, the scope of that report. Uh, Mainly, I think, from a psychological standpoint, I strongly feel that when someone is... Uh, involved in some type of abuse, from what I've read over the years, it seems like our cognitive minds actually accelerate in remembering things, uh, noises, smells, songs, things that Mrs. Mitchell focused on, that Dr. Ford... Oh. Oh, we've lost our call. Hey.
5: Hi.
4: Well, we lost our caller. Oh, all right.
2: On. Hello, Pete, are you there? Pete, are you there?
4: Nope, we lost Pete. All right, Pete was right in the middle of making a point, and then Heck, sorry. all of a sudden he disappeared.
2: 800 uh,
3: 320
4: You know, uh, let me just um, – I don't want to assume that I know where Pete was going with it, but I will say that if you haven't read the memorandum by Rachel Mitchell, she's the woman who sat at the <laughs> – a little tiny desk, right, uh, in front uh, of the Republican side of the Judiciary Committee The Republicans hearing. did not
2: help that in any way, shape, or form, right. did they? You felt bad for her because she was totally out of her element because she's a prosecutor right, trying right, to right, make right. points in a five-minute segment. Yeah,
4: but from the very beginning, and I know it was just a super awkward format with five minutes for her and five minutes for the other side, and her five minutes were asking what seemed like boring questions, and then the five minutes that the Democrats took were like laudatory comments about Dr. Ford, so it was really, you know, cognitive dissonance. The whiplash. Really unhelpful. But I did really love like her Um, and I wished that she could have had like an extended period of time so I could kind of see where she was going and the, the memorandum that she released has told us where she was going Right. I really appreciate it so let me just read one part of it she says at the beginning a he said she said case is incredibly difficult to prove but this case is even weaker than that Dr. Ford identified other witnesses to the event and those witnesses either refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them for the reasons listed below I do not think a reasonable prosecutor would bring this case based on the evidence before the committee, nor do I believe that this evidence is sufficient to satisfy the preponderance of the evidence
2: standard. Very good. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Amy, you're with us live on the air today. How are you today, Amy?
5: Hey, I'm good. I just had a thought for you all. Um, I, I mean, I know that I am completely unqualified to give a reasoned opinion no, no, on no. this whole thing. And, but, and it's not going to matter to the Congress or to the Supreme Court, but we're going to have conversations
15: with each other about these things. And a pastor of mine said that um, in in difficult conversations like this, the important thing as Christians
5: is our witness, and the important thing is to maintain the relationship that we have with someone who we might not agree with. And so no matter what my view is on
15: it, I want to try to maintain and and, Uphold the relationship I have with someone else in this conversation, rather than
5: express myself in a way that that relationship is going to be damaged. Good for you. Just because we disagree.
4: Good for you. You just keep on living that way Please because do. that's the way that we should all be
15: thinking about it.
2: Excellent. Thanks enough a lot, Amy. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Susie, how are you doing today? You're with us live.
15: I'm good, thanks. How are you guys?
2: Good. Good. Thanks for being with us.
15: I don't know if I'm. Um, I'm a little bit off topic here. I hope that I don't get reprimanded for this. Um, as a pro-life Christian who votes solely pro-life, because I feel that I um, will be held responsible one day when I kneel before Jesus and, and you know when I go to meet you know God, that who I vote into office is partially my responsibility, or, or you know what I mean? Um, yes. You know that's why I vote pro-life. And uh, gosh, I really hope that um, that you guys don't get upset with me. But um, I feel that this comes down to one issue, mm-hmm. and that is abortion.
3: Mm-hmm.
15: And the the left want you know the delays and everything, and it comes down to that one thing. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to agree with me on that, um, but it is they're not going to be happy with a one-week investigation. They're going to push it. They're mm-hmm. just, they're just not, they're going to want that delay till after the midterms and hopefully 2020. Um, and, you know, as anybody else that's pro-life, as anybody else that's a professed Christian, um, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, there might be somebody else that feels that way
2: i think susie you're sure. spot on because yeah. i think a lot of democrats go this is a one issue that once brett mccracken get, gets into a, a brett, brett mccracken,
3: McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i bet brett mccracken would be really interested uh, in
4: that yeah, i don't think he's prepared <laughs> but mr kavanaugh
2: might be. Bre- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just ran that a rabbit hole but once <laughs> brett kavanaugh gets into an office that all of a sudden you know roe v wade's gonna go by the wayside right but that's right. not gonna happen at all
15: it's not, that's not that is impossible of course it is Right. I don't know why they think that um, they're going to uh, send it back to the states, or it's just going to be overturned. That's they. We have they They're they're too intelligent for that, and they're constitutionalists. Uh, they're not going to do that. Um, I know that the left want to. They want to have radical judges in the Ninth Circuit. Sure. Um, that's not how our judicial system is supposed to work, though.
4: No, you're right, Susie. Thank you for your phone call. Um, I can say that um, I completely agree that this is this is about Roe versus Wade, yeah. um, and that's what makes it so ridiculous.
2: But it's so skewered, that it's mindset. It's so
4: skewed. That's what I mean. It's just it. It's absolutely crazy to be um, looking at this as a all or nothing thing. But I'm telling you, <laughs> the more and more I think about it, and the more and more I I watch what's happening. People are looking at the Supreme Court as some type of... Like a priestly council, and that these are the people who are going to make the only decisions that matter in life. All because, knowledge, all wisdom. That's yes, right. If you don't have any type of god figure, or you don't have place for religion in your life, or you don't have any idea that there is a an, a, a faithful, um, unbiased arbiter who knows all, then I guess the Supreme Court is all you got. And so you got to get your guy on there, or what? Justice goes to the wind. I think it's a. I think it's a, um, I think it's a spiritually bankrupt position, and we have to to make sure as Christians that we don't fall prey to that. Look, getting quote-unquote our guy on the Supreme Court in a political sense is important. This isn't life and death.
2: Well, you know, it didn't used to be this way. I mean, look, I mean, other Supreme Court nominees have gone through. Are you
4: kidding me? Ruth Bader Ginsburg sailed through 98 to 2, and in her confirmation hearing, she said that she liked the South African Constitution better than ours.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine?
4: And 98 senators still said, yeah, we're voting her in.
8: You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air central AC and even offers split mini duct units to heat and cool individual rooms with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412 661 Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try Ozzy's online quiz today and you could win two free tickets to anywhere in the world on United. OZY.com If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more because you have choices nearby and you'll find them on the map at PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net <laughs>
2: Hey, thanks for being with us. We're just about out of time. We'll take one more phone call. But, uh, Rick, that would be you at 800-320-8255. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Rick?
17: Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. I just wanted to say that uh, I think that uh, I speak for a lot of us uh, when I'll say that uh, this is really a uh, – this is like a powder keg. It's such a touching situation, you sure know, is. with both of them. And uh, – oh. One thing that strikes me is like uh Mr. Kavanaugh with you know, he's he can't even coach basketball anymore. His I reputation know. is ruined. And at the same time we have uh the you know, Dr. uh what's her name? Doctor Blase or uh Ford. Doctor Ford. You know, the, the, the,
3: right,
17: right Doctor Ford. I mean it's really hard to tell some you you know basically discount someone's uh Experienced like this traumatic experience that she had. I mean, you look at it, and um, at the same time, she can't remember what home where, where like the place yeah. that it happened. How and she got there? How I- she I'll left? Say, uh, I would. I mean, I'd have to say. I mean, uh, you would think like I, like an experience like that. I mean, uh, my my mother was a uh, victim of sexual abuse, and I mean, she could remember the uh, down to the hour and uh i don't say that because i want to destroy her credibility either uh but um i i think that uh the best thing for us to do is to pray for both of for yeah, them pray agree. For, you know yeah. that the lord steps in
3: mm-hmm. and, you know and
17: his hand moves the uh you know his hand moves yep. the uh yep. abacus and we you know try to move on and get some closure out of this whole thing yep. and uh to touch on the same thing about how uh the Both of you were talking about how, I mean, this has become like a patent place, you know, mm-hmm. with this uh, stuff with Congress. I I, I, uh, I heard something, uh, I guess a couple months ago, where was uh, someone recommended they don't even televise this stuff anymore. I mean, let the reporters in. Right. Because it seems like a lot of these uh, lawmakers are using this as a uh, platform campaign ploys, you know. Right. It's such, such a shame that... There's so much on the balance of what's going on right now.
2: Exactly. I and agree. And we're on the outside looking in, right? And uh – Policies being made and, you know, reputations built and fallen yep. uh, on the click of a channel.
4: Yeah. Funny, Rick, You break first of all, thanks for that great call. I, I thought over the weekend how different this would be if they would have just been able to interview her in California, in California, anonymously. Oh, my gosh. Like, I got to be honest with you. The Republicans wanted to do that.
2: That was a disservice. They wanted time. to
4: do that. The Democrats or the legal team um, serving Dr. Blasey Ford totally totally disturbed right
2: you feel like someone just you know messing with somebody that's I mean, what it feels just, like doesn't I,
4: it I, I, it would have just been so much better if they could have done that and if these and if the fbi investigation could have been done two months ago yep. i mean diane feinstein could have called for that investigation in july but here we are i mean it's just sad
2: it is well, I appreciate the last phone call. Rick mm-hmm. thanks an awful lot. Right. Yeah. To keep in prayer. I, I, right. To me, I mean, that's not a cop out. Right. That's no, of course, primary. Uh, of course
4: it's People not say a that. Cop it's, it's a cheap shot. Yeah. You know? it's You know what? And, keep in prayer. And listen, God is not, this situation is not beyond God making good no. out of it. This is what he does. He takes the worst possible things and brings good um, to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we pray that for both of these people. And we want the truth. We want the truth. I hope we get it.
10: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.